Welcome back to another episode of Hot Mess Podcast. I'm your host, Matilda Johnson, and today we are getting messy. So a couple of days ago, I posted on TikTok my 2023 dating wrapped video, which obviously I haven't done before because since starting this podcast, this is the only year that I've actually dated anyone, like in the sense of like dating, like I'm going on dates. You guys knew that. Anyway, so I decided to make a 2023 wrapped video because I thought it was hilarious last year when I started to see all of those videos come up on my TikTok account. And so I was like, yes, my time has come. But along with that, I had many, many people asking me questions about some of the statistics included in that video and in the slideshow I made. So we're going to break it down and we're also going to discuss the dates that I've been on this year on the podcast because I've decided I'm going to disappoint a lot of people here. I have decided that we're going to cut the dates here and we're going to vote. The day this episode is released tonight, we are voting on who we believe deserves a second date. I'm very excited to find out. I'm just in the same as you guys. I have no idea like, I've got theories about who might win and why, but I have no idea who's going to win. It's totally up to the listeners. So I've basically just come to this conclusion that now's the time to do it because we're heading into December next week and it's been a really crazy time of year, of course, for everybody. And I just, I'm really tired, like, without complaining. I just don't think I've got it in my capacity right now to continue going on as many dates as I have been for the podcast. I still want to have guests on. I'm still going to do more episodes. I think we will finish up the season in 2024 because we do have quite a few episodes left. However, it's really hard to organize everyone this time of year. So this is where the dating ends. We've got one date left after this and it's the second date. It's so crazy how much time has flown. Oh my god, oh my god. I just had to pause and come back to this because Taylor Swift just released You're Losing Me from the Vault of Midnights and we all, we've all heard the leaked version. I love that song, so I had to go and listen to it. And that's where I, where I started talking about being a pathological people pleaser. Oh my gosh, we've come full circle with this show because I'm pretty sure I discussed that song on the first episode of this season, and now look at us. Anyway, I'm so sorry. Sidetrack. Anyway, bye. Okay, so the slideshow that I posted starts off with the first slide being, oh, Mum, turn off. Turn off the podcast. I was romantically involved in with three boys and zero girls this year. Okay, we can skip. We all know what that means. That's fine. Whatever. But I also had so many people messaging me being like, oh my god, I thought it was going to be so much more than that. <laughs> Firstly, thank you. Um... I don't think I should have to explain those numbers, but like, I don't know, like, I'm, yeah, <laughs> I feel awkward. A part of me is like, oh, I posted that on the internet 
It's, I mean, not that it matters. Who cares? But still, I say rock out with your cock out like every episode. But bro, the zip is closed. <laughs> and then, of course, give some statistics about dating five boys and three girls on the show and going on one date from a dating app. My star sign count was very interesting to me. So I have dated two Scorpios and two Capricorns on the podcast and off the podcast had some level of involvement with them. And I just should have known because if you believe in astrology, I am skeptical, but if it gives me some comfort, then I will look into it. I am a Gemini. Scorpios and Geminis hate each other. So tell me why every boyfriend I've ever had has been a Scorpio. Like, I think it's a sign that because those relationships haven't worked, maybe I should stop dating Scorpios. They have also all been Collingwood supporters, but I don't really see the two as a correlation because I'm also a Collingwood supporter. So you'd think that would bring us together. But yeah, we need to avoid Scorpios now. However, I did date on the podcast one Aquarius and one Libra, and they are Gemini's most compatible signs, and they were Marina and Tim, which is actually really interesting because those two episodes both did really well. So I don't know if you can blame astrology for them doing well, but who knows? Marina's episode, I haven't announced this on the podcast, Marina's episode landed in the top 40 podcast episodes in New Zealand for about two weeks. So that was pretty badass. So thank you to all of Marina's friends and family in New Zealand who listened. I did include in the slideshow that I was proposed to twice. I won't go into heavy detail about those proposals because obviously it was a bit of a like, what the fuck? Because same, like I, people who watched this on TikTok were shocked. I was shocked. I was shocked. Do you think I was expecting that? Absolutely not. I'm 25. That'd make me a child bride. Absolutely not. But yeah, one was for a visa. So that's fine. That kind of justifies it a little bit. Um, he was a Bulgarian and he wanted to stay in Australia and he thought I could make him very happy. And I said, I don't think I would. A returning theme from a lot of the dates we had on were mullet, mustache, and or European, if not all three. So I think we've established what my type is, which is funny because every episode I got asked that and I was like, oh, it changes. But no, we've established what it is. You can see it from the TikToks put up and the Instagrams on the Instagram. And it's mullet, mustache, and European. So I'm kind of proud of this stat that the most common way of me connecting with people was by sliding into the DMs because I am not the type of person to make the first move, but yeah, I've just been going for it this year. And I think I can thank the podcast and I don't know, it's brought me a lot of confidence in terms of just connecting with people and networking. And so, yeah, me sliding into the DMs, me three years ago would have been like, absolutely not. Now this slide here is kind of a trick slide. It does say you only cried over one man, which is true to a degree. So you guys know, I went through a breakup at the start of the year with the guy who I was with for two years. And at the time, like I genuinely thought I was going to marry him and all of this stuff. And then it just kind of, you know, Dan would decline very quickly and I realized that we had to break up. 
for a long time I didn't cry over it to be honest like I would get upset but I wouldn't just like burst into tears I remember the first night I really cried over it um but yeah so he's the only guy that I really cried over but I'd say technically I did cry because of another guy but I didn't cry over him I cried over the fact that he ended up being a douchebag and I didn't like the way he treated me or like a situation he put me in but it isn't me being like I'm so upset about him I was more so like I'm so upset that I let a guy be a dick, you know? So all in all, I think only crying over one man, given how many people I dated this year, is like, I'm I'm proud of that. I'm proud of that. I'm like, yeah, I didn't let you get to me. So yeah. And I know people might be thinking like, isn't that weird to be proud of the fact you didn't cry over somebody? No, I'm like, you know what? It may not come across like this on the podcast. Actually, no, that's a lie. It definitely comes across like this. Your girl's a bit sensey. I'm a bit sensitive sometimes, okay? And that's fine. I just like to feel my emotions. And you can be sensitive and still be a badass. This is a reminder, you can be both. Now, I did make a cute little pie chart of where we met and 25% was work-related. And before HR comes after me, (laughs) only one person from my current work was a hot mess date and that was Marina. And she and I are besties and everyone knows that. It's fine. Um, but the other two were my ex and Jameis, who was our first date. So that's fine. And then of course we had school and uni also level with work related also at 25%. And they were Tim from high school, Emily from university and Shayla from university. And then from there we had through a friend at 17%, mutual interests at 17%, Yaya's at 8%. And of course that one hinge date also at 8%. Now this is the slide that definitely had me receive the most messages and questions. And it's where I say I got propositioned by 47 couples, which yes, is a new record for me. Um, (laughs) So basically, if you look back at Billy's date episode, he informs me about the dating app he uses, which I hadn't previously heard of, and it's called Field. And I was like, oh, that's so interesting. And he was basically like, you should try it. I feel like it's really, you know, set so you find people who are like comfortable with similar things and are looking for similar things. And yeah, and I was like, oh, you know what? Like, I might give it a go just to see what it's like. And he did say on the podcast episode that it was kink-based. And I was like, I don't really know. Like, you know, on Hinge and on Bumble and Tinder and stuff, it's all pretty tame. You don't really see or, like, find out about anything. So I was a curious gal and downloaded Field and had it for maybe, I don't know, it would have been overnight, so maybe a total of 16 hours And I woke up the next morning, like I downloaded it that night, woke up the next morning to 47 couples messaging me, asking me to be the third. And that's where that stat comes from. I didn't have 47 people come up to me in the wild asking me to like join their couple just to make things clear. And just so like, to be honest, I think an app like this is really perfect for people 
to connect on that level if they're seeking certain things. I do not want to kink shame anyone. I think it's really good that there is somewhere that people can be open about that. However, for me, being new to the dating game as well, I was just kind of like, oh, I don't think this is quite up my alley or what I'm looking for. So I deleted that one pretty quickly. Because at the end of the day as well, like I don't want to waste anybody's time. And if people are on there quite seriously, like looking for somebody, then yeah, I don't want to just like give somebody false hope or like a false idea of, you know, like I don't want to lead anybody on at the end of the day just as I wouldn't want to be led on by somebody either. Then a really fun stat, how did it end? So 55% were a mutual agreement. Um, I think we can assume from that that a majority of those were the people on the dates on the podcast because uh, we do go into, of course, every episode with an understanding of what the deal is with the show and what the expectation is not only of me, like of me as the host and, you know, setting boundaries, but also for the guest as well. So 55% were a mutual agreement. And then 18%, oh, 18% were because I found out they were in a relationship and didn't tell me. That's not a fun position to be in at all. And the fact that it happened more than once. <laughs> oh, oh, that was, yeah, that keeps things interesting. Absolutely. Um, another 18% just fizzled out, which is a stat that I can get around. And then, of course, 9% was my breakup. So that's it for in terms of that slideshow. Now let's move on to the podcast dates. Let's refresh. Let's keep your mind going. And that's... You know, like from here, you can kind of figure out who you want to vote for. Oh my God, another side note, Spotify wrapped just came out. And am I shocked but not surprised about this? Absolutely. I'm deeply embarrassed by my wrapped this year. My number one song is Ceilings by Lizzie McAlpine. You want to know how many times I listened to that song? Mind you, it was a tough year, okay? I had a lot going on. My top song, Ceilings by Lizzie McAlpine. I played it 154 times since January 17th. I'm embarrassed. So it was Ceilings, I Can See You by Taylor Swift, American Teenager by Ethel Kane. That is my anthem. Vampire by Olivia Rodrigo and Dress by Taylor Swift. Um, so that's great. I am in Taylor's top 1% of listeners, though. Which, when you consider how many fans she's got, I think that is a medal of honor. Also, if Hot Mess is ranked anywhere in your top podcast list, please share it. I would love to know. Um, post it on Instagram. And yeah, spread the word. I would love to see that. Anyway, back to the actual main event here. So the dates. We started off really strong with Jameis. I think, you know, he and I were really, he was a good first person to have as a first date because obviously I'm really comfortable around him. And it was just like two old friends catching up. Unfortunately, he did not win. He did get beaten out by Miss Emily Lodge, who is in our top four, who you can vote for tonight or when the day this episode drops. 
So basically, Emily and I, we did get really deep in our episode. We discussed sexuality. We discussed having, finding your confidence. Uh, She and I have been close friends for many years now. So I think that was a really good and intelligent podcast as well. It wasn't just like us gas bagging the whole time. I really enjoyed doing that episode with her. Then after this, I am surprised this episode didn't get as many votes as it did. Um, We had Billy's episode, which listening back, it is very funny. We have a lot of jokes. We have a lot of laughs. So I really enjoyed doing that episode with Billy, of course. And yeah, like listening back, I'm like, that's funny. Some of that's really funny. We're funny. Funny. Anyway, so then after that, we had the date with Connor, who did beat Billy's date. And I guess, again, people were just kind of like more drawn to this episode because it did give more of a first date energy. And again, Connor is in our top four. So, yeah, he is my friend's older brother. And... Yeah, we had really good banter. We had a good time. It was definitely getting to know each other because we hadn't really sat down and just chatted in that way. And so it really was a getting to know you kind of energy. Yeah. Then we had sweet, sweet, hilarious James. And I love the guy. I love him. I love, love, love him. Let's be real. He was never going to win. You know, he taught us so much about homosexual shower sex So it was just not going to happen, but great episode. Loved it. I was pissing myself the entire time because he's just so funny. And then we had Tim, another top four finalist. I think he, like, from what I've heard, his episode is one of the most listened to episodes, which, you know, it doesn't shock me because he and I are from the same hometown, But yeah, good responses to that episode. Again, people were like, yeah, this sounds like a first date. And also, um, I had a lot of people being like, he made you sound so calm, which I guess is a good thing, but you guys don't like it when I'm absolutely manic. I don't really get that, but sure. Uh, but yeah, so he is in the top four. Then we've got Marina again, One of our most listened to episodes, but did not get voted back for the second date. She was beaten out by Shayla. So it's so hard to say exactly what people are looking at in terms of who they think is deserving of the second date. But I guess it's just, it's all about the vibes. It's all about the connection. But I, of course, love doing the date with Marina. I did feel like we had to kind of rush through that episode because we had somewhere to be. And so it did kind of just feel like a getting ready with the girls before a night out kind of energy, which was a lot of fun. So I might even have her back. I know that's against the rules, but just for like more of a fun episode with her because we do have a good time and just always have good conversations. I do think people voted for Shayla because I feel like she's a very multifaceted person. And again, she's one of our top four finalists. And I feel like she has taught me a lot about myself and we just have a really good time when we're together. And yeah, also like some of it was just hilarious. I cannot stop thinking about her line when she said, if you've seen my asshole, then you can hold my hand. That is one of the most iconic things to be said on this podcast. 
and I have mad respect for her for saying that. Okay, now we're going to look further into our top four. I would do a pros and cons, but I feel like it'd be a bit weird to do that. I don't think there's really any cons about these people. I feel like, you know, I really trusted my gut with them and I feel like I picked the right people for the podcast. So I'm just going to do pros and you guys can kind of take from that who you think may be the best fit. I'm going to do maybe like, oh, let's see, a few pros for each person. So first up, we've got Emily, who I really love talking to Emily. Whenever she and I catch up, it's like she's one of those people who we don't have to spend 100% of the time together to understand that we have a lot of love and respect for each other. Like we can go months. I think the longest we've been apart is maybe six to eight months and we've come back together. And every time we see each other, it's like no time has changed at all. And we can just pick up where we left off, which I think is a really lovely trait to have. And I'm very grateful for that side of our friendship and relationship. I think we were able to get into some really deep conversations that about on topics that I just didn't have with other people on the podcast. I think it was really fun to discuss the exploration of sexual identity and go to a deep level on that and understand how it felt to be a young woman in like your very own coming of age scenario and understanding what you look for in a person and also knowing what you deserve. And then also on top of that, trying to navigate your own sexuality and finding out who you are as a person and with that we also had discussions about confidence and owning your truth and owning the person you become and growing along the way and how the two topics can really intertwine and I'm really happy that we were able to have that conversation so openly. Bachelor number two is Connor and look with Connor I really lived out a lot of people's fantasies of going on a date with their friend's older brother who they've got a crush on. I hadn't seen Connor in many years. Actually, I just had a reminder of my on my phone of the night that we first met, which is so funny um, because so much has obviously changed in those years. But yeah, so got to live out a fantasy for many people. I appreciate how open he was to many of the topics that were raised And I think he really surprised me with a lot of his answers in terms of his stance on feminism and what like his understanding of his own fears and insecurities. I thought it was really lovely to hear a guy talk about therapy and mental health and understanding what holds him back from entering relationships And I think, yeah, I really appreciate having that conversation with him because it just didn't feel surface level. And he and I hadn't seen each other in so long and hardly really knew each other. And so I just really appreciate his openness towards having those conversations. And I think it says a lot about a person to be able to go there. Now, Bachelor number three is Timmy Tim from my hometown. And his episode performed really well. Like I said before, I think a lot of people from our hometown did listen in. However, I found it really interesting that a lot of people were messaging and leaving reviews 
about that episode who didn't know him or didn't have any connection to him prior to say that he just came across super genuine and sweet. And I think to be able to get that from somebody just from audio and not visual as well says a lot about a person. And I think the fact that he just is very genuine and sweet really shone through and was able to like resonate with the audience. And to be honest, I was surprised that he even agreed to come on the show because although he and I, of the four finalists, I think we've known each other the longest. And although like that's the case, I wouldn't say we've ever been super close. So we really kind of were getting to know each other on the episode. So also, yeah, with that, a lot of people were saying, oh, it's really sweet that he actually asked you questions, which again, definitely contributed to the first date nature. And it really just did feel like a comfortable getting to know each other. And again, people really liked that he seemed to keep me calm. So thanks guys. And our final contestant for the top four is Shayla, our most recent date. And Shayla is a very beautiful, sweet soul. I think there's so much to her that like more than meets the eye. I think she's a very multifaceted human who comes from very interesting background and has a lot of insightful opinions about many, many different topics. And I think it's very interesting. Like any conversation I have with her, I learn something new. And I think she is somebody who also uplifts a lot of people and wants to encourage other people to be the best versions of themselves. And she's also hilarious. And I think that also showed in the episode. Yeah, people had a lot of great things to say about her as well. Guys, this is going to be hard. I cannot imagine, like, I'm glad that I have no say in the votes because I really like all of these people. I think they all bring something different to the table. I think all of them, if we're going off dates, all of them bring out a good side of me. I don't have any real major issues with any of them. I think each one of them is a wonderful candidate. And if we're thinking in terms of me, look, let's be real. I could love anyone. So it's not an issue. So, but think very carefully. I also would love to know why people are voting for the people that they want to vote for. I think, I think it'll be interesting to see like what reasons people are like, this is the person for you. Because at the end of the day, at the end of each day, I ask them to do the, in 30 seconds or less, why do you think you're the perfect match for me? And every single person has said something different. And so I would love to see why the audience thinks these people are a good match for me instead. That will be interesting. So guys, that's it. That is my dating for 2023. Aside from the last date, it has been a journey. I really do mean that. To think back to where I was at the start of the year with dating and just having been with the one person for a few years and thinking that was going to be the person I was going to be with forever to where I am now. It's like two polar, polar opposites. And so I think if January me saw this, I'd be like, what the hell happened? But it's been a lot of fun. I think I've learned a lot about myself along the way. 
And I really do appreciate everyone kind of joining me on this and understanding that it's not just for entertainment value, but it's also like pushing my own personal boundaries. And it has been quite the social experiment in terms of how people react to a woman broadcasting her dating life on the internet. I think that is always an interesting topic in terms of how that's responded to by different genders. And it's been it's just been interesting and it's been a lot of fun and I appreciate every single person who's been on the podcast and has been so open to the idea of this and also to everyone who's listened in. I couldn't have done this without you guys. So you've got one last very difficult task which is voting for either Emily, Connor, Tim or Shayla and that happens the day that this episode gets released, if you're listening to this in the distant future, sorry, you missed out on a really good time. But you guys have a really difficult task at hand. Choose wisely. I hope this episode may have helped your perspective a little bit. I can't wait to find out who the next date's going to be. I feel like I'm stepping into the unknown. It's kind of scary because up until now, I've really set the rules for it all, but this is it. I don't know who it's going to be. But in the meantime, I would love to see your Spotify wrapped. And if Hot Mess made it at all, please post, tag, share. I can't wait to hear all about it. It makes me so happy for all the support that this little podcast has received. So I'm super grateful and appreciative. And also you can find us at Hot Mess underscore podcast on Instagram and on TikTok. So that's where you can tag us. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Can't wait to find out the results. I'm so scared. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye.